I'm not a professional podcaster like you. I'm an amateur. <laughs> Whatever. I don't have the same setup. You literally, this is the exact setup you told me to get. That is true. We do have the same setup. I got a, uh, a an Instagram story mm-hmm. from a friend that was like a meme of a skeleton mm-hmm. sitting on a bench, you know? And then it had a picture of our podcast. And I was like, I, I literally sent question mark. And he's like, this is me waiting for your next episode. I've been literally waiting since March 1st, 2018. And I was like, oh, we got a follower. Look at that. That's awesome. That's funny. I totally want to do one now. All he needs, all he needs is those true fans, man. You just need two followers. It's great. <laughs> I think the last time we talked about tips for our friend, because he was going on this like desert photo trip or whatever and i think you were going to join him up in albuquerque or something like that and it ended up not working out or whatever uh yeah that's true it got canceled i got sick uh so Mm -hmm. we didn't make it he got to go out there you know what he's really into right now is family photos he's been doing a Mm -hmm. couple different people's um family photos and i think he's been looking for some really good tips he's been reading a book on posing um Mm -hmm. and, and and just trying to find the right style there. He took some really gorgeous Halloween photos. I think he sent you some of those uh, for a little baby that's a family friend of ours. Uh, and you do that a lot with your kids. Mm-hmm. Are you shooting in shutter priority because of the kids? Are you full manual in those usually? Like, what are you? What are you shooting in? What are some of the things that you think about when you're doing that? Obviously, we have a different color style, but I think the sure art is the same. It's funny. I go back and forth, and sometimes. I get caught because I so quickly go back and forth between video and photo that in video, I have to be at a 50th of a second. So if I switch real quick and don't realize what I'm doing, I snap the photo and there's quite a bit of blur Mm -hmm. because I'm still at a 50th second and and it's a kid. Yeah. Way too slow. Ideally, I'd be like north of 125th or more, you know, um, but what I'm confused about is, so he has all this glass, right? That's like one eight, one four. And the statement that you made was he wants everything in focus. <laughs> yeah. So there's this theory out there that regardless of the piece of glass, $50 kit lens, that's like a nifty 50 or $5,000, you know, 400 millimeter two eight, right? Yep. If you shoot at F8, you'll always get the sharpest quality picture and you can barely tell the difference. So my question is like the photo that I saw that you sent was like the baby on the quilt, right? And it was like this gorgeous, it almost was surreal, you know, like the picture, the baby is like perfectly tack sharp, you know, but the the background is gone, right? It's just like jello. Absolutely. And if he doesn't want that, then drastic things have to change meaning like he has to be comfortable with like shooting at f8 above and that's just the way you know it's gonna look but that that's honestly what i would suggest as far as posing goes like there's actually if you ever heard of mango street their youtube channel no mango street it's two it's a girl and a guy they just eloped and are married now they live in la super i must like super 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 hipster but the tutorials they have are very, very great because their thesis is we want to cut out all the crap and fluff beforehand. So like one of my pet peeves right now is these people we follow is if it they post a tutorial in quotation marks and it's a 12 minute video and eight minutes of it is a vlog about their day and four minutes at the very end is like, hey, here's like a tip. Yeah, that's Pete. That's that's McKinnon for sure. That's that's McKinnon and Maddie, you know, and all like 
stuff. And I'm just like, okay. So they buck that, you know, it's like they're very quickly and it, they do it in a lot of humor because they themselves are very like introverted and use a lot of creative elements. Like if you watch their channel, like you'll kind of get it up a couple minutes, but they just did, they just posted a video about like, I don't know, like eight posing techniques in like 60 seconds or something like that. So you might want to steer that. Northrop did a really nice one the other day too, which I really appreciated. I think the thing our friend is, is missing and I've been trying to explain it is, you know, when you don't have a crazy bokeh that doesn't make the photo bad, right? Correct. Photography is not about representing exactly what you saw. Mm -hmm. There is a way to do that mm -hmm. where you're just genuinely trying to capture exactly what your field of vision is. Sure. But there's nothing interesting about that. Right. And, and I can't remember who was talking about it. I, I want to say it was McKinnon, but I, I can't remember, but they were, they were talking about world war two photos. Mm -hmm. And, and like, if you go back to some of the most amazing and impactful photos of our life, they're not in focus. They're not great pieces of art in that way. They're artistic in, in everything else. Right. Sure. And so I, I'm with you. Like, I think that photo of the baby laying there with the pumpkins is gorgeously composed. Mm -hmm. The scenery is set up beautifully for the season. Right. The, the eyes are tack sharp. There's incredible sharp relief right after that. Mm -hmm. And then it fades into nothing in this beautiful way. But what's interesting is where his feedback is, is like, well, why isn't the nose in the same focus as the eyes? Well, like they're on a different focal plane. Well, yeah, but it's only a half an inch. That half at, at F1.4. Yeah. A half an inch is a quarter mile at F8, right? Like, sure, sure. It's yeah. just that that focal plane's entirely different and you have to decide on your artistic style. Sure. And so while the feedback is they're not in focus, I think the actual feedback is I'm not I'm not happy with my style yet. Sure. Or or maybe I'm just not willing to articulate how happy I am with my style. Yeah. And and I think that's for me more than anything what's changed in the last year is I found a style that I really enjoy. Mm -hmm. I know it's not accurate. I know it's overly cinematic. I know my blacks are crushed. I and I but I really like it. Like I like images that look that way. I like mm -hmm. the contrast of it and the style that that feels like. Mm -hmm. And I'm Totally fine with the moodiness of it. Now, my real goal is to be able to do the moodiness of short stash because that guy, I don't know the guy there. I think we talked about this last time too. Like I, as much as I absolutely love the guy and his personality and like, I personally have benefited from his digital mentorship, so to speak, my color and style is a lot less Philip Bloom and much more Devin Supertramp. So like, you're not flat. No. So like I want, while I appreciate that my camera can shoot H log and have crazy amounts of dynamic range, I want my life to be lived in vivid color and have all of this saturation, almost like Lord of the Rings, Hobbit-esque, you know, Shire type feel because that that's like the stage of life I'm in right now. Like, you know, my red haired daughter has chocolate pudding smeared all over her face. And like, I want to capture every single bit of that and not like crush any bit of saturation, you know? But to your point, I think it's all about, it took a while years before I could actually rest upon like, okay, this is what I like, you know? And it would even differ from like what my wife prefers. So if I was editing photos for my wife, it would be completely different from what, how I would edit for me. So I think you just have to resign yourself to like find whatever style you want. Uh, I totally agree with that. So I, I, I think part of it, so I, I don't hate anything um, in the cinematography world more than I hate Jerry Brockheimer. 
like that <laughs> sure. super saturated everything looks like it was shot in miami look mm-hmm. it to me is just an awful look mm-hmm. um so i think that's what pulls me down and and the guy that i just sent you garrett king mm-hmm. uh short stash on instagram he so it's interesting so i've been following him for the last three or four months and as you'll scroll through his instagram you'll see it he's insanely moody Mm -hmm. like the the green trees almost have like a blue hue to them they're so moody Mm -hmm. i I have i have watched a hundred videos trying to do any of this and i can't get within a quarter mile of this sure now obviously part of it's the great photographer but his editing style i think is so gorgeous there's one of a sunset with a seagull that's kind of uh, four or five lines in in santa monica mm-hmm. which is i don't even understand what's happening it's so pretty so apple did that back to my mac video that opened the last event yeah and he was sitting there he was one of the people hmm. and i saw him and i'm like oh my god is this guy i thought he was just like some instagram guy like no he's sure he's actually quite famous yeah so it's funny you describe the trees as blue yeah Every shade of blue in here is either green or aqua. There's not a single there's not a single shade of actual blue. So is that what he's doing? And I'm just seeing it in reverse. Uh if you go, I don't know, 10 lines down, there's a picture of a guy uh like in the middle of a a lake, right? So he's like on his back. I don't know if you can see it with a blare, but like and he's helping the guy up in the second like swipe over. But every bit of blue is it, it's like green. So there's another guy. You know this because you follow Peter McKinnon. Um, what's his name? Similar to your style, less crushed blacks. But you'll notice there's not a single shade of blue in any of his photos. Alan Point. So okay, so walk me through that from a, just conceptualizing that. So you're editing. You go to the HSL. Sure. You hit the blue. You hit the blues and the aquas. How do you desaturate them in that way? So he actually posted a video um, about how he does it. He edited like one of those triangle buildings in New York. Uh-huh. And it's insane. Like literally, I'm surprised the enti- any bit of the photo has color in it because literally almost every single slider is at like 10 or zero saturation. Huh. It's crazy. But like that's the, that's the running theory with a lot of photographers is they buck the color blue um, so well. But yeah, I'll send you the YouTube video where he explains his process. Yeah, I mean, Um, look, I don't want to be someone else, but gosh dang, I can't help but love it. It's so pretty. Like it's, every time Garrett King posts something, I immediately have the same thought of like, wow, I want to do that. (laughs) I want to shoot that photo. Yeah. It's one of, I sent you that photo it might not be that exact video but it's got it's definitely on there somewhere because he's got a couple on here but you'll see his stop yeah it's you get rid of the color blue dude that's all it is that's yeah that's all it is sure it's that simple get rid of the color blue and you're world famous photographer (laughs) that's it dude that's the key to happiness step one uh steel underpants step three profit (laughs) no I'll, i'll follow the guy i like him a lot for sure so yeah yeah, Gary King's really, really great. I was really uh, interested to see him on that video. Yeah, so so our friend is doing that. I, I've been in that same space, just trying to figure out an editing technique that I really like. Um, I feel like I'm a little bit all over the place at times. Um, but, you know, I'm still early on, so I'm okay with that. Uh, so what else? So, yep, I'm never going to do video because my camera doesn't do it well. Um, I did listen to you. I do want you to know. I I shot some video on my camera you're like a i didn't know that video that button uh existed on your camera 
correct. I shot. It's not good at it. It the camera does not do it well. Um, I shot some on there. Um, in addition to the filmic stuff. Um, yeah. I I loved it, and I realized that if that was ever interesting to me, that I would immediately need to sell this camera and buy a different one. It's just not the camera for that. It isn't equipped to handle it. It has no settings. There's no log profile. Literally, the setting is you can record video. Cool. Is it even 4K? Is it like 1080p? It's 4K 30. Okay. That's something, right? I mean, like a color is amazing. So, I mean, it probably looks beautiful. Sure. You talk about, I'm, I'm like debating right now. If you talk about a little bit of lighting, um, the the like go to light that everybody says you have to have is the aperture 120d with um you know the light dome right which is gigantic and you mean for studio or for outdoor for studio okay yeah um l- literally it just makes everything look so amazing and soft and even and it's got great power you can put a V-Lock battery on it if you want to go portable and all that kind of stuff, but like it just, it's unreal. But it's also, it's the, it's the first time I've ever seen it on sales right now, and it's up for like, I'm like debating on it, but with the Aperture 120D, the light and the light dome together, it's still like 750 bucks. Ooh. Yeah. And now I realize these aren't in the same stratosphere, but, you know, for for very... What what I find is where my camera falls down, anything low light it falls down in, right? Sure. So if me and you were going outside and shooting at sunset, let's go any day of the week. But if I'm indoors or I'm, we were at a few weddings and I took it, it, it you know, I took 500 photos. There's three of them that are even usable. Do you, do you find value in either a speed light in those situations or? Even like I know LoomCube does it, and they have that new LoomCube Air that came out. Mm-hmm. I think today. Um, do, is there value in that, or is that just you don't care because you can shoot an ISO one million and it doesn't matter because you're Sony? I mean, I don't mean to sound like a snob. You are. It's fine. ISO one hundred or bust for me, but you can go yeah, wherever yeah. you want. I get it. Um, no, I think there's value. Like I follow a guy named Manny Ortiz. He originally was in Chicago. He moved down to Florida. Um, and he, he's been posting a lot of videos about overpowering the sun with like fill flash, you know, mm-hmm. and it definitely has like this distinct look to it, but like, I'm not going to take a speed light on a hike up a mountain to, with me and grace, you know, I'll, I'll take my camera and I'll put on a gr- gorilla pod and that kind of stuff, but it'll, you know, I'm not going to do that. So if I was doing anything professionally or whatever, like I would love to get like some kind of speed light, to amplify that kind of stuff and i'd hire an assistant to hold it over them and that kind of thing but i i'm just not at that stage right now so but i guess not and i don't mean taking on the hike right but i mean if you were going with the family today to a wedding it, your camera is just not gonna get great shots indoors mm-hmm. would you even take it or do you just at that point say well there's professional photographers with lights set up around the wedding that automatically fire when they shoot for a reason. Sure. Sure. I don't know. Like part of that is like social stuff to me. Like I, I wouldn't bring my big camera to a wedding unless I was the one shooting it, you know? Oh really? No. 
and that's probably where your Leica will come in handy because you can it's discreet, you know. If unless I have a pancake lens on my Sony, like it's not discreet. So yeah, I don't hmm. know. That's just me. Yeah, and maybe that's the the problem. Is I do it, a part of it's I just want to use it, right? I want to get value from it, mm-hmm. and so I found myself taking it to places where it's not done a great job, and then it's like, well, mm-hmm. well, Halloween night's a great example, right? Like. I got a couple shots of the kids, but genuinely most of them aren't very good mm-hmm. because you know, on a, on an APS-C sensor, my ISO 100 is, is really your ISO 200, right? Mm-hmm. So it, as soon as I'm at ISO 3200, it's a mess. It's a grainy mess. So maybe I just need to embrace the grain. <laughs> I think, I don't know. There is an I, art to I, that. I, there is an art to it, and I don't at the exact same time. I don't have a lens that goes below two eight. Like if I had a one four, um, it'd be even crazier, you know. But oh man, like I, I'm pretty happy with what I got, you know. Yeah, well, your setup's great. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with your setup. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's just like I, I stopped doing YouTube videos because I, I just don't have a vision for it right now. Like I don't know where I'm going with it when I sit down to like playing content or whatever. I don't know why I'm doing it. So it's really hard to justify the time investment. Yeah. You know, so until I get a greater vision on why I'm doing this and what's the purpose, I kind of put it on pause, you know, so what, I don't know. What do you think you would want to do with it? <laughs> um, I know what I wouldn't, wouldn't want to do with it. Like I, it's funny, like the more and more I watch, Peter McKinnon and that kind of stuff. Like, I don't, I don't desire to do that. You know, um, I don't want to quit my job and move to Canada and, you know, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It has to have more purpose than like something that will be obsolete in a year. Yeah. So, well, I mean, let's be fair. Peter McKinnon just does the videos. So he has an excuse to travel to Lake Moraine and Banff and <laughs> sure. shoot these gorgeous sure. shots. Like, YouTube's yeah. just the way he makes money to fund the fact that he gets to travel and take pictures of things sure. for a living. It's not yeah. that bad a life. If we could actually accomplish that, you you wouldn't <laughs> be that sad. That that is very true. Honey, right. I'm gonna go so. for a week just to shoot some B roll. Yeah. Love you. I'll be home. Yeah. And technically work like one day a week. Yeah. You know? His his life's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's interesting. That's a good point. I mean, uh, obviously I have no interest in being a YouTube star. I'm not pretty enough, but I, uh, I, you know, I, I listen to obnoxious amounts of podcasts and, um, mm-hmm. one of the really, really goofy ones I listen to is star Wars minute where, you know, they listen to one minute of a star Wars movie and then talk about it for an hour. Um, <laughs> I'm six movies into this. Make no mistake. I've invested <laughs> a lot of my life in this podcast. Sure. And my buddy Greg, uh, wants to come on our podcast and mm-hmm. just, literally review a star wars movie like do a um not a, i, I review is the wrong term he he wants to do a um you know like when you listen to a, what do they call the commentary tracks on like sure. a, a dvd back in the day yeah so so now let's watch episode seven and me mm-hmm. you and him we'll all put it on at the same time and we'll do a commentary track that you could listen to while you watch the movie sure it's kind of awesome right i would totally do that yeah, that cool. sounds super yeah. fun Granted, it only sure. covers basically eight podcast episodes, but 
that's <laughs> officially seven more than we've ever published so it's true it sounds pretty productive actually those would be some long podcasts too yeah i mean they're two and a half so, hours so would we like pause in the middle of the movie to explain a scene or add thoughts no. or like how would that work no okay. you have to just run whatever, into the background yep whatever's happening in that moment you talk about okay i, I think it's kind of delightful like you get into a conversation about the first time you ever saw you know an episode or you know have you ever used this joke in your real life and you sure. know you look up and 30 seconds went by you're not you're not play by playing like who cares yeah did you watch solo yeah did you like it sure i never need to see it again but sure i thought it was good it was I mean, fine it was a cool prequel i i bought one of those what were you gonna say it, it it's um it's an anthology movie and here's my beef uh, part of what makes a movie great for me is the the unknown of something like i don't i don't need everything explained mhm i don't i don't need to know how two people met or you know show me don't tell me right like i I'm, I'm in that world when i watch a movie like memento mm-hmm. where almost nothing is explained in the end i really value that so I felt like Solo's job was to explain to me all the things that I've made up in my mind for the last 30 years of my life. And sure, they're reasonable explanations. There's nothing wrong with the movie, but if it never comes out, my appreciation of Han Solo is no different than if it is out. It doesn't make that character better for me. I, I like the whole Parsec scene, you know, like that, because it's always alluded to, but like the way they did that, like that, that was probably the one scene I was like, ah, that's cool like you know yeah but yeah i get it it's not it's not bad Um, it's just not good either i was gonna say before i interrupted you i bought a um i don't know if you've seen there's a you know like on college campuses where they have like an eight and a half by 11 sheet of paper um posted on a bulletin board somewhere and you can just pull up you can just go and like sign up for something to take one of the things yeah well it's yoda it's it's yoda right and the pull-off things are his sayings you know so i bought that t-shirt i'm like dude i should love this t-shirt that's awesome that is great (laughs) though yeah i uh we grew up with a lot of star wars in our life me and greg Mm -hmm. so uh, we were trying to think of something that we because he's done i think i he he commented on your youtube channel i think i sent you his as well he -hmm. basically plays this like star wars you know android game on his phone Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. and he records you know uh they're doing a raid and there's this new thing and you can get darth vader's lightsaber and he'll record how to do it right and, and he has more followers doing that than i think yeah. if we did 30 episodes we wouldn't have as many followers is he like on twitch or anything or no uh, no he just does it on youtube oh that's it's interesting. so weird i i don't i i just i'm old i don't even understand yeah, yeah. Well, it's getting late your time. Yeah, we've made an eight-minute podcast, just so you know. <laughs> Trust me, I, I'm more than aware. But so. we also hadn't caught up in quite a bit, so. No, we haven't. So. I'm, I'm reasonably happy with making a shorter podcast to catch up. Yeah. I really, really should edit the other one. That would be smart of me. It would. Yeah. Sad, because it's not that hard to do. No, I agree. I actually enjoy doing it. 
It's funny, you talk about professional podcaster. I am literally in the middle of starting another podcast. Oh, you're it's for third one, fourth one? Our, this is, I opted out of the third, so this will be my fourth. Um, it's for our church is starting a family ministry podcast. So okay. it's basically, you know, like um, how to deal with conflict in marriage. And I don't know if you've heard of a ministry called Focus on the Family. It's based out of Colorado Springs, Colorado. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's similar like similar in theme topics like that. So that's the that's the goal. But I'm not playing host on this one. Like I'll definitely be in it a couple times. But there's a main family that runs the ministry that is going to be the host. But they're crazy unfamiliar with technology. So it's funny to I'm like it's literally no big deal. Like it's just a long form conversation. Don't think about it. anything else. You don't have to stage content. Like you don't have to. Have a rough outline if you want to, but literally it's just a conversation. It's like you and I are talking in our living room. Like, don't think about it any more than that. And, you know, they're still kind of like freaking out about it. But Interesting. It's easy for me because I've done one, you know? So like, right. I'm like, oh yeah, like, let's, let's just do it. You yeah. Know? We'll just use Skype. It's fine. And they're like, what? Yeah. What's the Skype? How does that work? <laughs> How do I record it? <laughs> yeah. So I want to get, I, my dream in life is to get to the point where, you know, if you, you know, Leo Laporte is right. Who? Leo Laporte, Tech TV. No? God, no. Our, I forgot you didn't have TV as a child. Um, so my my childhood was spent on this channel called Tech TV. It started mm-hmm. as ZDTV, Ziff Davis Television, and it mm-hmm. became Tech TV, and it was a uh, literally a channel dedicated to technology. So okay. Leo Laporte, you know, Kate Nolan, Patrick uh, uh, Norton, um, all these Martin Sargent, like all these people started on tech TV and Leo, when tech TV closed, he, he was the tech guy. He's on like AM talk radio. He's on every Saturday mm-hmm. and he started a podcast network called twit T W I T. And, uh, this week in tech is what it stands for. And they've got mm-hmm. 15 or 16 different podcasts and, and they're, they're quite good. Some of them I really like some of them I don't as much, but he's definitely very good. And uh, he's in the place of like, you know, he makes millions of dollars off of his network, right? Mm-hmm. So if you were going to go on Leo's show, you would just get a package at your house that you would plug in that's a Mac Mini with audio hijack pre-installed with all the right settings, with the right microphone, with the right, like, plug mm-hmm. this in, press this button, podcast. Right. Like, sure, you know, that's, that's pretty badass. That's a good life. It's a pretty badass level to get to. Yeah. No, it's, it's funny. Like, um, I finally just talked my church into getting a zoom H six mm-hmm. and just like, you know, the sure, like, I, I don't know. Sure. Uh, MV 58. like the tried and true, like handheld mic. Yeah. But basically got inspiration from like Tim Ferriss. Cause he's like, yeah, like, you know, I, I found that it works really well. If somebody holds the mic in their hand because they don't like go back and forth between the mic or get really close. And the H6 is great and I can just set it up and it's good. So like I'm literally handing this over to people who know nothing about technology. And I'm saying like, press this button, have everybody hold the mics up to their mouth and you're good. Like that's all you have to do. So it's, I edited my first one off of that the other day and like it, it just sounds beautiful, you know? So, and the best of all, I don't have to be there for it. That's true. So, well, the good news is once you listen to this current episode of ATP, I think you'll be fired up to make more YouTube videos. Really? And, uh, and I'll be there to support you. Cool. 
I'll have to go listen to it. I'll, hey, listen, if you, if you want to take the Peter McKinnon life, this is my promise to you. I will travel with you and I will shoot some badass <laughs> B-roll. I will be I the Matty to your Peter. Dude, I, I can't wait. I can get myself a beanie and I will just record <laughs> effing everything. I'm not going to cool. edit it. I'm not going to yeah. store it. I'm just going to shoot it. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm going to shoot it like crazy. Yeah. Beanie and a beard. I need to learn how to fly a drone. I can't like, grow a beard. Do. That's not a thing. <laughs> and I don't promise I can fly a drone. <laughs> but I will. That's take what Maddie that, does. I'll take that Canon camera around with me, though. Like a boss. Yeah. 